May we start? I want to get your opinion on something. To the bigger picture. Now it's time. From B Media Production, this is Podcasting Essentials. Hi, and welcome to Episode 1, Season 3. I'm Nick Schuldberger, Managing Director of B Media Production. And yes, like the regeneration of Doctor Who, we're back this year with a brand new look, a brand new sound, and a brand new name. Podcasting Essentials, we hope, gives you the essential information you need for your own podcasting strategy. And from our very own TARDIS booth, welcome to this first episode. And a big welcome back to my co-host, Chris Ashmore. G'day, Nick. It's going to be an exciting 2019. Happy to be back. New name, new brand, new music, new everything. Our guest today is Sharon Taylor, the CEO of Omni Studio. Hello, mates. How are you? Now, we've got a lot to get through, so let's get straight to it. We've been on a bit of a break and a lot has been going on in our little industry. The first of which, Sharon, I will throw to you. Probably the biggest thing that's happened in quite a while is Spotify buying Gimlet Media and Anchor for a grand total of around $250 million. Yeah, two thirty, I think, and change was what it's been reported at. Crazy, very <laughs> crazy. What's it mean for the industry? Gosh, I mean, it means it's going to be a wild ride ahead, doesn't it, for 2019. I think Spotify doubling down in this way with the growth they've had over the last, how long have they been in the industry now? Like they've been doing podcasting for eight months, you know, less than a year. Mm. And now to make these two pretty big moves, Gimlet is a titan in terms of content creation. Anchor, you know, has been around for a good number of years, got some pretty good tech behind it in terms of ad insertion. So the writing's on the wall where podcasting is going to go in Spotify's eyes. At that sort of purchase price, that's like two-thirds of the total advertising budget for podcasting. So it is significant, isn't it? It's huge. It's If you think about it, it's actually crazy. So the IAB released their figures and they said that in 2018, they projected it to be $358 million US dollars worth of advertising spend. They're obviously self-reported figures. But for Spotify to come out of the gates this hard and do that is, I mean, you could call it brilliant, you could call it nuts, and you're probably forgiven for thinking it's either one. But it goes to show how much we've travelled even the last few years in podcasting. 2014, Gimlet was created. It's 2019 now and already they're, well, $230 million they sold for. Four years ago, most people didn't even know the term podcasting. So to see where we are at today and what's going to happen this year, this just exemplifies what is happening in the industry. And with that sort of spend, they're going to have to do something with Gimlet to get a return on that investment. So I guess we might see them become the Netflix of podcasting, you know, paywalls, more paywalls appearing. Um, we'll talk a bit more about paywalls later in this episode, but I guess they're going to have to do something, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, well, Gimlet are a top outfit for creating content. I mean, it, they're not going to stop pumping out great shows. You know, are, are brands going to get involved? Is it going to be more of, you know, the reply all style? Yeah, it's going to be really exciting to watch it unfold. And for creators out there, Spotify is now officially the fastest growing platform or they're taking the market share the quickest off, I guess, Apple as the leader. Yeah, Um, you'd be forgiven for thinking that they were cannibalising Apple's market share, to be honest. I mean, on our platform, Omni Studio, we've seen huge numbers shifts. Some of our shows 
get maybe 50% of their listening now through Spotify. Is that right? That's crazy. Wow. So if you so there are lots of organizations out there with a strategy to build an audience and if they know that they've already got a strong audience from some shows on Spotify, they're kind of buying those shows up. And so obviously it depends on what your own individual content strategy is, but yeah, it's crazy. Some listening is happening in Spotify that we've never seen in other apps. So the advice to brands, make sure your podcast is on Spotify. If it makes sense for your brand, yes. Yep. Like I don't think that if Pandora fires up a brand of podcast, they're going to want to be on there. But yeah, for sure. Like Spotify is a destination for audio, not just music anymore. And it's worth considering. Now, another way of getting exposure for your podcast is to make it into the Apple new and noteworthy section in their app. And clients of ours are always asking us, how do you do it? What's the magic formula? And I know that Apple don't tell us what the formula is, but I know you have some tips, Sharon, on ways to get your podcast featured. We saw some great results last year with our client, Karen Mason, and her podcast, Mm -hmm. The Big Sis Pod, had a big bump in downloads by being featured by Apple for about six or seven weeks. So for those in 2019 looking to get featured... What should they be doing? I think there's a few things that you need to make sure that you tick off, not just for Apple. Like the things that Apple look for are the same things that your audience looks for. So you need to have great cover art. Like you need to have a very clear name and offering that people can digest with their eyes and know what it is that the show is going to be about. You need to have good quality content. You know, it's not just enough to kind of be podcasting out of your basement anymore. It needs to be like a professional show. It needs to be actually new and noteworthy. Like I think the competition is so hot now. It's like 650,000 podcasts or something. There is a slight algorithm to some of the quote unquote charts that are out there. But for new and noteworthy, if you think about Apple podcasts as like a library is an analogy that they kind of give out sometimes. So they want to have the best content on display because they want people to keep coming back and making sure they hit Apple podcasts for their new podcasts and not Spotify and not, Mm. you know, X, Y and Z app. So, yeah, you need to make sure that the show that you're putting up wants to get featured, you know, for the right reasons and not just because you want it to help with your downloads. Um, Now, how to do that, they have an editorial team at Apple that are constantly scouring for the best kind of content. And so you might just luck out. They might stumble across it. They might reach out, in which case make sure your email address in your podcast RSS feed is active and monitored. Otherwise, you'll miss that elusive email from them. Otherwise, work with your hosting partner. So like Omni, whoever else you host with, we should all have relationships with Apple Editorial. You should be able to come to people like me or my team and say, I've got these great guests lined up for season two. I want to tackle X, Y, and Z, hard-hitting topic. Can you help me craft a pitch to get it across the line with Apple? And Apple have got some guidelines on artwork and other things that you can do to help with your pitch so that it's easy for them when they are ready to feature it. Correct, yeah. They're called the Apple Identity Guidelines and there is also at Apple Podcasters. I'm not sure of the whole URL, but maybe we can find it and put it in the show notes. Um, There are the whole novels of what they're looking for in terms of shows and artwork. It's nice that it's a human being making the decisions or human beings making the decisions about new and noteworthy. It's not just, you know, bots... They're actually listening to the content and looking at it. So I think that's reassuring and um, it also means you can speak to them. So, And also, I mean, I think there's a lot of mixed feelings in terms of Apple not getting involved in the advertising space, but it also means that by putting your show up, they have no vested interest. They are genuinely looking for the best content to promote to listeners. So it's kind of a nice aspect of it as well. And a good segue into other things that Apple is doing, Um, just a couple of things I want to mention. I did make, in both seasons one and two, I complained that there was no 
Apple Podcasts app for the Apple Watch, and I believe that has now been corrected. Mm-hmm. I have an old Apple Watch, so I can't download it. But when I update this, I'll look forward to listening to podcasts directly from my watch. The other thing, Sharon, and I know there's a link here with Omni as well, is you can add chapters now through Apple Podcasts, and I believe you can do that in the Omni platform, which will then go through to Apple Correct. Like you want your show to be as searchable as possible. So when you're editing a show with Omni, you can put chapter markers in. And so that now carries through into iOS 12 so that your listeners can scroll up and they can jump to the specific segments that interest them the most. Yeah. And fantastic for longer form content as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. And finally, on the Apple front, smart banners. Can mm. you tell me about those? Yes, yeah. So these are things that a couple of people in the industry have been going on about for a while. But essentially, when you visit a website on your smartphone, sometimes a small little banner pops up at the top um, if you're looking at it in Safari. So it normally happens for like news websites, like if you were looking at like Vox Media or a newspaper or those types of things, which prompt you to go and find that content via an app. Apple smart banners do that for podcasts as well. So if your brand or your company or if your podcast has its own website, you can actually install these by a little bit of code. And then when listeners and viewers go to your website, it pops down like a little drop down from on top of their phone saying, you know, would you like to look at this content as a podcast? It's brilliant. It's great. Dan Meisner from Pacific Content wrote a blog article about it last year and they're seeing some crazy conversions like up to 25% in terms of marketing conversions which is out of this world like it's nuts yeah so so to brand out there and marketers uh, first thing you're probably best to have your podcast on its own mini website and 100% you must have a smart banner yeah and I think it really just goes back to the fact that if brands do want to win in this space they need to leverage everything at their disposal it's no longer I always joke about this, but it's not Kevin Costner, build it and they will come as a mentality. If you are going to get into the branded podcast space, you need to make sure you're leveraging all of those assets and your website is one of them. Now, Chris, before you market your podcast and before you worry about getting it featured by Apple, you've actually got to produce it Mm. and it needs to be a great sounding podcast. So can you give me some of your latest thoughts on how to produce great content? Oh, look, we could be here all day and we don't have much time, but... um yeah, look, you can't afford to have a rubbish podcast anymore. I mean, you couldn't afford it back in the day anyway, but you need good equipment. The more you spend, the better it is. So decent microphones, decent mixing and recording equipment. You need a decent room to record it in, nothing that the sound bounces off the walls. And, of course, you need a decent editor, someone who knows what they're doing in the editing suite, putting the sounds together EQing it and um, assembling the program. So that's that in a nutshell. And if you look at those new and noteworthy shows that are on there, I mean, most of them are done professionally now. Um, There's fewer independent ones. So the ABC is constantly up there, other media companies, and of course, B Media Productions. So do yourself a favour and get somebody who knows what they're doing. And it's not, I mean, some are saying it's going to be the year for professional podcasting, but I don't think that rules out the indie producers out there. You can still, without spending a fortune, produce a high-quality podcast, can't you? Oh, absolutely. And I suppose one thing that independents have in their favour is they've probably got the time to think about the creation of what they're doing. They've got the time to um, organise the interviews. Uh, If you're working for a commercial organisation, you're sort of stuck with what your clients want you to do. But for an independent you can have a bit more creativity and that might relate to a unique sounding podcast. So once you get that audio strategy together, then you combine that with great audio equipment and editing organisational people, 
then you absolutely, you, the ball's in your court. Now, being the start of the year, well, almost at the start of the year, Sharon, what do you see for the year ahead in podcasting? Any trends? Ah, the future gazing question. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be, and it has been for the last couple of years, so it'll be no different. It's going to be an incredible year for audio and podcasting is included in that. So, I mean, I think that Spotify has set the tone pretty early on with what they're going to do. They're signaling that they're going to have another 400 to $500 million set aside for other podcasting-related purchases in the next little while. Wow, big money. Yeah. And I think people are starting to figure out that if Spotify is taking it seriously, what are they going to do? What's their business model? You know, we're going to see a lot more apps getting fired up this year. There's an outfit called Luminary Media who, for those that remember – raise like 40 to 44 million last year and are building out the quote unquote HBO of podcasts. Probably in the last three weeks, I've had a number of people contact us about doing a similar thing. Like there's going to be this huge content swell and people are going to figure out which slices of the audience pie they need to carve up for themselves and how and what they're going to differentiate themselves by. Yeah, it's going to be hectic. And then you've got the ad piece as well. I mean... At the moment, podcast advertising is set to be $680 million this year, but I think we're going to blow past that. I think there's enough technology coming down the line now, demographic reporting and insights and targeting. You know, you've got personalised advertisements that are starting up. I think programmatic is going to be huge this year, hopefully quality programmatic. Please, mm-hmm. programmatic gods, hear my prayer. So I think, yeah, I think this year that we're going to see a lot and we're going to see a lot more consolidation. That's going to be fast-paced, so strap in. And for brands that want to dip their toe in the water? Uh, best time now than, than ever before. We're a member of the IB Audio Council. They obviously do all those studies. They're just about to launch their Audio Set of the Nation events, and they're doing those in Melbourne and Sydney. I've had a sneaky peek at the data, and agencies around Australia at the moment are more excited about branded than ever. They understand that this is the value for their clients, um, and so I think we'll see a lot more companies doing both advertising on and creating their own podcasts. And I kind of hope that that also spills more into just the generic voice side of things, you know, like in brands considering what they actually do with smartwatches, smartphones, smart speakers, etc. Yeah, I think getting beyond the word podcasting, brands need to think about having an audio strategy, not just a podcasting strategy, because there is so much more that can be done. Oh, completely. We should talk about what's going on at Omni, Sharon. Um, I see you've partnered with Headliner for those of our listeners that don't know, what is Headliner and how can brands use it? Headliner is a standalone visualised, we call it visualised audio, but like think about it as social videos. So creating engaging content for Instagram, Facebook, etc., moving images, animated waveforms. It's a way of creating a visualised piece of audio for your podcast. Particularly, this is for marketing and amplification of your podcast. So using smaller segments of your podcast to promote through Facebook and other social platforms. And I know that you've done some research on the effectiveness of trying to play a, a full podcast episode through Facebook versus, you know, headliner and other forms of shorter form advertising. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we did some A-B testing with a little known podcast called Hamish and Andy. You may have heard of it, where they kind of, we put up two different types, like either they're full podcasts in audio stories or via kind of visualised audio. And so they saw an eight times engagement for people kind of engaging, liking, sharing that post. I think it also comes down to length. You know, we have people that are creating these visualised audio videos for YouTube if they don't have cameras set up in their recording booths, so they get some engagement there. But also, I mean, it really just comes down to if I have a minute or two minutes to learn about your podcast, 
I'd rather do that in kind of a short, snackable kind of way, which is also entertaining for my eyes. And finally, Chris, a new app has hit the market called Himalaya. How is it different to everything else out there? Yeah, huge news. Um, An investment of $100 million into this new app. And what differentiates it from a lot of the other apps out there is that uh, it has the ability to support micropayments from fans of the show. So up until now, or including now, people are utilising sites like Patreon, but that's off the app. You know, if you want to support a show, you go to Patreon, you pay X number of dollars, but within the app itself, I think that's significant for a lot of podcasters to be able to get money for the shows that they create. Um, up until now, of course, in the in the Western world, all the podcasts are free, but We're seeing some through paywalls with particular platforms, but this probably allows podcasters, independents themselves to charge for for what they create. And uh, the main investor is um, a Chinese outfit called Jimalaya. But this uh, Jimalaya, it's the biggest spoken word audio platform in China. Um, I understand there's something like 90% of podcasts that are consumed in China are paid for, unlike in the West. So we'll see how that goes. Um, With 100 million behind them, it's going to go one way or another. It'll be spectacular either way, and I look forward to reading about it. And a spectacular launch or crash, we'll see what that says. But Sharon, there's another app that you know about that's just being launched? Yeah, just recently the news came out that Slate, which is a quite a large media company in the US, has a podcasting app themselves called Slate Plus. Yes, thank you, which uh, has around 50,000 users that basically pay a subscription fee to get access to the content behind it. And so Slate has just decided to launch this new version of it, which will give creators access to do a similar thing. Now that app is called Supporting Cast. Excellent. So yeah, so we should look to see what's going to happen with them this year as well. I think that moving away from an ad-supported model is uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I was really interested, Chris. I didn't realise that so much of the China content is paid for. That's what we want here. I mean, not, not all content. I mean, I know, Sharon, you believe in content being free. Hey, profit or die, that's my motto. So, you know, I think that content should be wherever it needs to be and you shouldn't paywall everything, but creators deserve to get paid for their work. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks so much, Sharon, for joining us on our first episode of the new Podcasting Essentials. We hope we'll have you back on a regular basis. Yes, me too. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. And to our listeners out there, if you have questions, please make contact. We'd be happy to answer them. For more about us and how we can help you use audio content to build engagement, go to be.com.au. And from all of us at B Media Production, thanks so much for listening. Listening.